0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of All Fighters Follow Me. I'm Off Ted.
1: And I'm Senator Faith.
0: So after a bit of a hiatus from uh, recording, we decided to throw up another episode. And in the interim, as far as our Armada playing needs have gone, we have started a Rebellion in the Rim campaign.
1: Woo! Keeps us busy while we're staying home and staying safe.
0: So um, we each are running two fleets um, I'm running Imperial, and Faith is running Rebel. Do you want to share your fleets first?
1: So my first fleet is a, my kind of heavy hitter fleet, where I have a Starhawk Mark I that I put leading shots on to begin with, and then a GR-75 with consnet. For squads, I started with 2 Z C-95s and two A-wings, all generic, Since playing, I've managed to add a reserve hangar deck to the Starhawk and Jan oars to my squadrons. That one is generally my offensive fleet. It's the one that I've been sending in to...
0: When you declare an assault. When I
1: declare an assault. And for my more defensive fleet, I have a kind of small ship fleet. My flagship is a Nebby Escort with Flight Commander and then a MC-30 Scout Frigate that I started with Ordnance Experts. As for squads, I had two generic X-Wings and four generic Y-Wings. Since playing, I have added Lando Calrissian and TRCs to the MC-30, and I just got Hera added to my squads.
0: What What are your commander abilities that you've been choosing on those as you've been building?
1: For my first fleet, I started with Ambush Gunner, which lets you... Um, when you're at a distance 1 to 2 of an obstacle, or, or if a friendly ship, you cannot be obstructed. Okay. And as we've been playing, I've also added Ion Technician, which lets me swap out any die with a blue die, which is really good for having lead with leading shots, because when I'm making a long ranged attack with Starhawk, I can swap out one of those red die for a blue die and then use that for my leading shots.
0: Yeah. So it gives you a little um, flexibility in your range output as far as um, reliability.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And for my second fleet, I have Ready Defender, which you do not gain the low fuel condition while defending. So I mainly have that on there so that no matter where on the map you choose to attack, I can make sure that fleet doesn't have low fuel.
0: Right, low fuel being a specific Rebellion in the Rim um, condition where your ships have to start at speed 1 and they cannot... I think they have to stay in a locale with a base the next round or something like that. It hasn't really come into play. We've been pretty close in. Uh, And then it looks like you added another ability.
1: Yep, and then later I added Master Coordinator, where after deploying fleet, flagship gains one squadron token, and when you resolve a squadron command and spend the token, you gain one extra squad.
0: Right, so unless you push more squadrons with your neb B, Mm -hmm. um... Which, I mean, considering you have six now, but then, or you have seven now, with, but with Hera, it takes a little bit of your um, squad-pushing weight off of your, your mm-hmm. ships, for sure.
1: For sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to using that along with Hera, but it definitely came in handy in the last game, where I was able to get four squadrons pushed.
0: Sure. Uh, what bases did you choose?
1: For my bases, I started off with, let's see, Bespin... And Cala.
0: Alright, so some very I mean Moncala is a traditional rebel base, you know, you got the mm-hmm. Monkalamari fleet and Vespin was mostly under Imperial control, so they were mixing it a little bit up with that.
1: Well I was looking at what some of the resources were on the planets and yeah. trying to kind of coordinate around that.
0: I think that's a very interesting aspect of Rebellion in the Rim, is each planet has its own specific sort of upgrades or resources um, that you can get, and each of them also has special objectives that you can play on it.
1: Mm-hmm. The special uh. objectives have been fun.
0: <clears throat> yeah, those are really interesting. We can talk about those in a little bit. Yeah.
1: Um, but for your fleets... Yeah,
0: so I have... And I was trying to keep to ships that were more like things that you'd see in some... an Imperial commander that was kind of just thrown out into the rim and given whatever scraps was left over to, to, to go with. So I have a... My first fleet's commander ability is Master Navigator. Started as Mas- Master Navigator 1, which means that my flagship starts with a nav token, and it can change speed or yaw by an additional 1 when it's doing a nav command, including a token. So it's a little bit like a cross between maiden and Ozzel, which has been pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I did just upgrade that to Master Navigator 2. So now all of my ships can have that ability. Um, and my two ships that I have in the fleet, I have an Imperial 1-class Star Destroyer, which started off with heavy turbolasers to limit enemy, limit opponents' token use, but also because heavy turbolasers are just what the turbolasers, and, like, if I looked up on Wikipedia, heavy, ter- heavy turbolasers are just what's on uh, Star Destroyer. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go at it with what it says in there. And then I have a Raider 1 Corvette that I just threw Ordnance Experts on to begin with. Uh, three generic TIE Fighters, and Saber Squadron. Um, through the game, I've added... Uh, I got a Veteran Captain for my Raider. I got Expert Shield text for my Star Destroyer, which has been really handy to um, negate a bit of damage. Since I don't have a defensive retrofit slot, I can't take ECMs. So I had to go with something that gave me a little di- uh, durability, That I, but I didn't have uniques. So uh, Expert Shield text. I've been playing a lot and enjoying. And then I gave both of them Proximity Mines, so I can lay out three proximity mines at the beginning of the game. And on a 3x3, three three, that's a lot more potent. You can cover a lot of ground with that and block off a lot more region. But I think I might have run over more of those at this point than you have. <laughs> so, And then my other fleet is a squadron fleet. It has Master Coordinator 1, um, which is uh, on Faith's... on your Neb B fleet, so it allows my ships to push more squadrons. And I took Fighter Group Leader, where... Squadrons activated by a ship may reroll one die while attacking that activation. Um, so instead of taking Bomber Command Center, I was able to take that and get, be able to get rerolls. My fleet cons- consists of a Quasar Fire 2 with boosted comms and an Architens Light Cruiser with reinforced blast stores. After getting a couple um, games in, I was able to jump up. I actually was able to put Taskmaster Grint on my Quasar Fire. So I get a token every time, I get a squadron token every time I spend, a, I, I reveal a squadron command, and then I can use that token with Master Coordinator to get six squadrons out of my Quasar without needing uh, expanded hangar bays, and then my squadron contingent is Boba Fett, because i got to have someone with a T-mask in my list <laughs> somewhere, uh, Major Rhymer, two generic TIE Bombers, and two generic TIE Fighters was my initial And I've added in a Jump Master um, recently just to get that sweet, sweet intel so I can actually blow up your ships instead of getting stuck in your squadrons all game. And then I added a Veteran Captain to my architens just to get a little token reliability. The architens has mostly been a blocking aspect to protect the Quasar 2. I have been enjoying playing the Quasar 2 because it actually has the red dice to shoot out and hit stuff from far away as opposed to the Quasar 1, which is just blue dice. Yeah. And I figured on a smaller board, and without, with fewer ships, having those extra red dice would be very helpful. And it's, it's done a little work. but I mean, it's not, it's no rerolls on red dice, and it's got either two or one depending on the arc, so not doing a ton of heavy lifting, but a little damage here and there is helpful. <laughs> um, and then the Imperial bases currently, um, or the, the starting Imperial bases I took were my Gito... Um, and Montross. And Montrose is gives me some. Um, what are they called? Montross gives me squadrons as a something I can always choose for my fleet. And my Gito had some fun upgrades. I it took it had diplomat, so I can block off part of the map for you from you attacking, um, as well as some other some other parts there. And then, as far as battles, we've had um, a we've good had number. Six so far. We've had six so far. Uh, first round we did was I you attacked Ord Mantel. Ord Mantel, and I attacked Narshada, um, and that was a great round for me. I won both of those games.
1: Yeah, we tried mm-hmm. capture the VIP.
0: Yep, capture the VIP, which I have capture the VIP as my yellow in my battle fleet, as opposed to my squadron fleet and what i was able to do in that one since you had the starhawk i needed something that could get me a bunch of points and not have to make me tussle mm-hmm. so i was able to have my raider grab the vip and just jet off into the into the ether there we kind yeah. of are the the star destroyer and the starhawk kind of glared at each other angrily through around and then i ran off and I, that was the first game i think where i and i'll we'll get to, back to this in a minute where i decided you know what i'm just going to Jump well, it was the, the very first game. Well, right, but it was also the first one where we are like, oh, we're just going to jump this to hyperspace without having fully read the rules.
1: Yeah, we didn't realize that if you jump to hyperspace, they actually do get the points. Yeah,
0: but they get the destroyed points, but your ship doesn't become scarred. And then on Ord Mantell... Oh, no, that was oh, the that VIP. Was on Nar Shaddaa, um, we, we chose the hired... Or Faith chose the hired scum objective, uh, where she got some extra squadrons.
1: Or oh, no, that was... You chose the objective, hired scum, and then I was second player, so I was able to get
0: you bonus as squads. second player chose the objective. Oh no, I forgot how our motto works, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I chose I chose um, hired scum for fun, just because it seems like an interesting way to play, and um,
1: also if you do choose the the special objectives, yeah, the campaign
0: unique objectives.
1: Yeah, you can get uh, as a reward unique. Um, upgrades and squadrons.
0: Yep. Your, so. your normal red, blue, yellow objectives, you can't take um, uniques if, from, with your uh, reward, but the green objectives you can. So we've been playing a lot of green objectives to to try to get those uniques. Unfortunately, she got Lando Calrissian out of, as an officer out of her unique objective. Eh, eh, eh. Um, though Grint has been doing me pretty well. And then second round, I ended up... You ended up attacking...
1: Attacked Ring of Ring Confirmed. Ring of
0: Confirmed, yep. And I attacked Rhodia.
1: We did Advanced Gunnery, and I lost that
0: one. That was the, yeah, that was the second one where it was a Starhawk versus the ISD, and I'm trying to remember how that one played out. Because that was, I know I I haven't killed the Starhawk yet, and you haven't killed the ISD. No,
1: but I think you got the GR-75. Yeah,
0: I killed your Flotilla, and then I think I just maybe beat you in the squad game up a little bit and then ran away. Yeah, most of my tactic against the Starhawk has been leaving, um, since it's bigger, tougher, and shootier than anything I have.
1: Cause I'm that person that decided a two hundred point game, I'm gonna bring the Starhawk.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't planning to bring an ISD at all until I saw you pulling that out of the box. I was gonna play. I, like, I played a win. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was gonna bring like a Vic or something. And then
1: speaking of win, next we did, uh. Rhodia, where I was defending with Precision Strike, and I actually won that one.
0: Yeah, you. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, you wiped out my squads pretty early, mm-hmm. and then was it the architons went down? Yes, or something like that. Yeah, so again,
1: it was the battle of the squads and little ships.
0: Yep, battle of squads and smaller ships, and so yeah. So then you were able to get some nice squadrons out of that one. Second round, we didn't get to play any of the unique objectives, but third round, we played two.
1: Yeah, first round, we did now, We did a battle on Nalhada. I was attacking, and we did the objective, Recruit Allies, which lets you set aside a ship or squadron, or amount of squadrons up to 40 points. No upgrade if it's a it was, ship. I think
0: it was 45 points. 45? Yeah, because okay. otherwise Imperials could only take Flotillas. Oh. Okay, well, it
1: was 45 and Ted set aside a hammerhead, and then whoever yep. had the most command tokens within range of an objective token, of a certain objective token that he puts out, gets that ship. Mm-hmm. On what was it? The end of round three, or the start uh, of round
0: three? I think it was end of round three.
1: I actually <laughs> ended up getting it. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, when you plow through with a command four ship. Um, I
1: headed straight for that thing. I mean, it's not
0: hard. Yeah, it's kind of set up there. Uh, So (laughs) my Architens got obliterated on round two. um, And I kind of set up in a way that my Quasar was stuck, trying to pass the Starhawk. I was able to sneak it by, but then it ended up in a bad spot and flew off the table. So you got that table on me for no losses? Yeah. So.
1: No, I think you actually did manage to pick off some squadrons, though.
0: Okay, so I...
1: Because I ended up with uh, scarred Z95s. So. Okay.
0: Functionally no losses. Um, any squadron with swarm in it is expendable. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the other game was I attacked Concord Dawn and we did pilot defection. So as first player I got to choose three squadrons and then at some point in the game and the Three squadrons Faith, for me to use. Yeah, Faith got those three squadrons and then on, at the start of a squadron phase during the, the game, I got to choose one of those squadrons and take it. So I gave her two YT-1300s and a YT-2400, and I let the YT-1300s puts around and took the YT-2400 and flew it away for those 25 points.
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised you gave me the YT-1300s. for, Why is that? Because they've got so much hull and they have exp- uh, escort, I mean, they are speed two, and they did pretty much just derp derp around, but if I had placed them a little bit smarter, they probably would have been more of a threat.
0: I mean, I. It, they the, would have been more the thing annoying is, with your, that fleet, I have three TIE Fighters and Saber. Mm-hmm. Even if I push squadrons with my ISD and Flak every single round, I'm probably not putting down four Y-Wings effectively. So there was... You having more escort was irrelevant to my plans.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It, it was either that or I gave you something with Bomber or something that was fast enough that it could have caught up to that YT-2400 that I was stealing. But yeah, so I, I, <laughs> I messed up a little activation advantage and got my raider blown off the board. And squadron squadron fight was pretty bloody. We both killed what, three or four squads. And yeah. I know I took down the X-Wings, one of the white. One of the 1300s, maybe a Y-Wing? No, no Y-Wings. No Just Y-Wings. Just three spots for me, and the, plus the escape. And I the did. I I completed my objective, but I lost a Corvette for a... What is the Star Wars equivalent of a... What, a war wagon from Mad Max, Fury Road, so... <laughs> it was a trade, so yeah. The so War Faith, Rig? War Rig, that's what they're called. I don't know.
1: Well, I've only seen that movie, you know, like 20 times, because I love it.
0: I've seen it, like, one and a half. So yeah, so Faith went... Two for two, uh, round three, and now going into round four.
1: We're tied.
0: We're tied with three victory points. What are they called? Campaign points. And so whoever gets the next couple, who, I mean, we might actually both both go in with uh, four campaign points to our fifth round, um, where we would see if we have a what are they called. Like the fancy battles where you use all your fleets. I'll have to look that up in the rules and remember that later. <laughs> um, but one thing I've been finding is that the new objectives have been really interesting. The, the fact yeah, that, that the objectives fun. add more actual ships and squadrons has been kind of neat. Um, and just having different uh, scenario objectives plus the 3x3 three three and the 200-point fleets have been nice just because it's kind of quick. We can get through two games in an afternoon.
1: Yeah, and... I don't, I like the campaign objectives because they are more thematic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, oh hey, we're at this base and we've got friends now. Or the pilot defector one. Oh no, somebody switched sides.
0: Yeah, I gotta it, try to stop. It That's the drama. Mm hmm. I mean, there's a couple of object, standard objectives that are kind of, kind of neat. I mean. I always like capture the VIP because it's one of those like, hey, there's someone in this shuttle that we gotta hmm. that we need to take and keep safe for. Um or that's one thing one I like about Doom Station is Doom Station kinda of feels like a like who gives, who's rescuing the most refugees and supplies off of the space station before it gets sucked into a black hole. And, I mean Doom Station almost feels more like a like an episode of Star Trek than the Star it Wars effective. And when, I mean, once you, I'm pretty
1: sure that is a, a Star Trek episode
0: yeah I'm pretty sure it is too <laughs> um, I mean once you gamify it and it's you know you like a points farming exercise where you try to block move the rocks around it loses a little bit of it after after a few playthroughs but I remember the first run of Doom Station I was like oh this is so cool and then yeah there's a couple of them but then you get into things like opening salvo I guess is kind of like yeah, you just shoot harder I guess um,
1: precision strike. Who can poke each other and?
0: Yeah, precision strike is like, hey, look, you're blowing each other up, and you get more points for it. So, but yeah, but definitely enjoying the the really thematic ones. Um, we haven't done any base attacks or base defenses yet. So or base mm-hmm. assaults. Um, yet. Yet, yep. I'm sure those will happen someday. And then. Your base. Oh boy, I'm great. So yeah, otherwise I've been doing a little. I've I've got Vassal going. I've played a couple of games of that and. It's not the same as actually playing an actual live game, but as far as a way to get some armada in against people outside of the house, has been, it's been nice. I'm really slow at it. Really <laughs> slow. The distances are still messing with me. and
1: I have yet to try it myself.
0: Yeah, the key commands. Uh, you should give it a run sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you have a game this week. But yeah, so... A few games of that in, and... Oh, um. also, I was a celebrity guest judge on Biggs' Armada Cutthroat Fleet Builder. That is up on... That'll be linked on Steel Steel Strategy uh, Command, where we had four contestants and three judges, and uh, Biggs and then some other guy who likes to talk a lot. Um, love you, geek. And uh, we had, we threw a bunch of, like, crazy... List building rules at, at our four, at our four initial contestants, and then we judge their lists based on creativity and if they could make a working list out of a really nasty bunch of nonsense that we were throwing at them. Um, I I know one of them got ended up with a Starhawk Leia list, <laughs> Commander Leia Starhawk list. So yeah, if you're if you're interested in giving that a that a run, that was Definitely pretty silly, and I, I believe we're planning on doing another one in the future. Or Biggs is planning on doing the, another one in the future. I'm not sure if I'll be involved with that or not, but we will see. So, other than that... Uh, oh, so Gen Con, which is our normal source of Armada news, has been cancelled. So, I'm not sure what will if we'll get an inflate report this year. I would, I would expect that FFG will put out something to let us know
1: something.
0: what's on the horizon. They... They don't give out the most frequent bumps for Armada product, but they definitely do let us know when something is coming, and we do know Clone Wars is on the... On the horizon. Ever-distant horizon, as I have no idea how production is going through everything right. right now. like If the factories are able to pump out plastic spaceships or not for us to enjoy. That's um,
1: fine if they don't. I
0: mean, <laughs> we can we, we, we'll get to it when we get to it, and... Uh, but yeah, so hope everyone is uh, enjoying some Armada. I am definitely looking to start recording a little more often, mm-hmm. maybe try to get back to our once every other week schedule. The whole quarantine, shelter in place stuff had us kind of throw, thrown through a loop here, and I know definitely learning some new work tactics has had me busy as far as um, trying to get recording, but like I said, we'll try to get you some more out here.
1: Yeah, and we'll definitely have a lot more of these Rebellion in the Rim games now that I'm finally on a streak here. Three games in a row. It's
0: because she took the Starhawk.
1: Yeah, I, I came to cheater. win. <laughs> one, of us,
0: one of us came to win. One of us came for thematic shenanigans.
1: Yeah, my theme is winning.
0: Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> all right, uh, anything else?
1: Well, hope you guys are all staying safe. And feel free to reach out on Instagram at affm.official.
0: Or you can um, always ping me. I am alzer, A-L-Z-E-R, um, on the Armada Discord, as well as the FFG uh, forums occasionally when I go back uh, delving around in there. So hope to hear from you guys. And, oh, signing off, I'm Moff Ted.
1: I'm Senator Faith.
0: May the force be with you.